<laughs> yeah, there we are. And here we are. Look at it. I thought it was sounding really full. It's like deja vu or something. Yeah. I got to get used to the whole new setup. The yeah. old setup is now the new setup, which was the old setup. We're now in our third location. Yeah. <laughs> well, third and again. Yeah. Third V2. So I'm, I, I was able going. to make it down the stairs. Yeah. I halfway expected yeah. to see John yeah. at the bottom of the stairs as I walked in going, hmm, well, he made it. <laughs> so we're back at it. Uh, Mike and John got it going on with Mike, John, and Cougar. Back at it for a Monday, and, uh, and, and you seem to be doing a lot better today. We'll hop along, King. Well, yes. I mean, you know, down the stairs is rough because uh, you got to use your bad leg down and your good leg up. And so down is very hard to do. It takes a long time. So I started up about 11 o'clock last night <laughs> to, to get down here. <laughs> I just made it. Yep, by 6.30 a.m. Uh, he now, was here. I do want to point out, so, you know, uh, uh, if at various times during the show you see me do this, I'm not letting one loose. <laughs> oh, he is. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm maybe just relieving a little of the pressure on, on my leg. Spots. You know. <laughs> and if you see me do this... <laughs> Do you need I'm a not, backpack? Not playing with myself. I'm just <laughs> rubbing my knee. Thanks it's for the my warning. knee. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure it is. Just letting you know. All right. So uh, coming up on the show today, author Colleen Cleason joining us. She's been a big friend of the program for a long time. She's got a new book out. We'll find out more about that. And and she also received a nice honor recently. Yes, the Women's History Roll of Honor. Yes. So we'll get to that. Uh, also, we'll find out who our uh, our kid of the day is. Our matching Monday with uh, Orchard's Child Services. And uh, Susan has a review. Want to give us a little sneak peek at what we're going to hear about? Um, this. This. Oh, hair. This. Oh, it's oh, a no. hair review. <laughs> All right. You, you saw the musical hair? <laughs> it's a new one. Uh, we'll get to that, our two cent history lesson, and we'll find out if anyone won that $25 gift card from Subway in last night's Sunday Night Trivia, brought to you by our OG sponsors. Firehouse Doors. First, let's see what's been happening in and around Livingston County with John and local news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. All right, here's what's going on. A pedestrian hit by a car early Saturday has been identified as a 21-year-old man from Northfield Township. On Saturday, about 1 in the morning, Green Oak Township Police were dispatched to a car versus pedestrian crash near the intersection of Fieldcrest Drive and Carmel Court. Initial reports indicated a 16-year-old male was operating a blue 2018 Subaru Crosstech going south on Fieldcrest when he encountered an unidentified male pedestrian in the roadway. The pedestrian was struck in the roadway, causing severe life-threatening injuries. He was taken to University of Michigan Hospital by a Livingston County Ambulance, where he was originally listed in critical condition. He has since been upgraded to stable condition. Initially, the identity of the pedestrian was not known, and police had asked for the community's assistance. But now that he's been identified, police say they're not releasing his name to protect his privacy. The driver of the Subaru stopped immediately, called 911, and is cooperating with police. Alcohol and drugs are not considered to be factors in the crash. An incident Friday at Navigator School in Pinckney involved a parent volunteer bringing a concealed weapon into the school, then dropping it in front of students. According to a letter from uh, uh, Superintendent Rick Todd that was sent out to families in the Pinckney Consolidated school district a parent who's considered to be quote a well-known active and engaged volunteer during lunch recess and who possesses a concealed pistol license innocently forgot to leave his holstered gun in his vehicle prior to entering the building end quote according to the letter while engaging with students in the gym the holster fell off the parent's belt and landed on the floor 
After the parent placed the weapon back in his car, the school's resource officer was contacted and a report filed, which will be forwarded to the prosecutor's office for possible charges. Michigan law says CPL holders can carry a weapon onto school grounds as long as that gun stays visible. Otherwise, it is fully prohibited from being carried in a concealed or hidden way. In addition, the parent in question will not be permitted to volunteer at any school functions until further notice as they work through the legal process. And 8th grade students at Parker Middle School in Howell recently completed a service learning project to provide hospital busy boxes to Trinity Health Livingston Hospital. The hospital busy boxes are filled with sensory stimulation items such as fidgets and mind games such as word searches and other puzzles. Students collected donations and created homemade fidgets and mind games to create the hospital busy boxes. Parker Middle School students delivered the hospital boxes to Trinity Health Livingston Hospital last Monday. The service learning project experience allowed the students to contribute to the local community meaningfully by identifying a need that Parker Middle School students could help to support. To begin, each 8th grade Patriot Time class submitted a cause they identified needing support in the Howell community. They then voted on the causes with the hospital busy boxes receiving the most votes. In talking with Trinity Health Livingston, the students learned of a need for sensory stimulation and memory aid items for their elderly patients with dementia and other cognitive impairments. And coming up on Wednesday's show, we'll be talking with the teacher uh, who was involved with this project uh, at Parker Middle School. And that's what's going on. And news brought to you by Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Mark Binkley could barely drive a car when his dad bought the best jewelry store in town from Mr. Cooper. He spent a lot of time there after school and weekends, enough to know that he loved the jewelry business. Mark and his family were exiting a Sunday church service when Mark saw something more dazzling than any precious stone, Barb Lockery. Successful and beautiful was a combination too great to resist. And around Valentine's Day, a nervous and pale Mark Binkley asked Barb Lockery to be his bride. They were married in the rustic, cozy church sanctuary where they met and decided to build Cooper and Binkley Jewelers together. You'll see them there every day, working hard just like you, helping people make special times in their lives even more special with a gift from Cooper and Binkley. They'd love to hear your stories of romance at Cooper and Binkley Diamond Jewelers in lovely downtown Brighton. And, of course, news brought to you by Cooper and Pinkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. We're back at it for a Monday with Mike and John. Got it going on with uh, Cougar. We'll have Cougar's review. And we're talking hair today, right? We are. Hair. Yeah. All right. Last night in uh, Sunday Night Trivia, had a bonus prize night. It was actually out of guilt because I was so late posting the question. First person to get this uh, answer correct will win a $25 gift card from Subway, courtesy of Firehouse Doors, our OG sponsor of Mike and John Got It Going On Trivia. Of course, Firehouse Doors, serving Livingston County for over 25 years with unparalleled products and services. Our question, studies found about a third of Americans have a couple of these. What do we have two of? A third of us. Did you see the answer? I did. You did. And I think all three of us here yeah. have two of these. Yeah, at least. At least two of these. Yeah, yeah. So let's see what people thought. Spouses, said Linda. Wait, at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say. Well, you know, <laughs> if you're in Utah. I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> you got to back up. <laughs> Believe me, one's enough. And my wife agrees. <laughs> uh, Christine said toothbrushes. Sure. You maybe have like one stashed at work. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you get your one at home. Your one for travel. Right. Where's right. my toothbrush? I mean, didn't we have a bag. toothbrush in the, uh, or one of our trivias last week was you had a toothbrush in the uh, glove box. No, that's toothpaste. Oh, toothpaste. That's you, we weren't sure if you had a toothbrush. Yeah, where that. was the toothbrush? Where, was your, yeah, where were you spitting? I'm not quite sure. Um, sewing boxes, says Sue, with buttons and thread. Mm. Sue must lose a lot of buttons. Well, and you know where those are. Those are in those, the, kick, the cookie tins. You know, that's where you always find the sewing box. It's always in the cookie. In, tin. in the cookie. The tin. blue. Uh, uh, Do you know what he's talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the the whatever. I forgot the name of the brand cookies, but it always seems like the people use those tins for the for the sewing box. Yeah, it was like they're like shortbread cookies. Yeah, or exactly. Something. Yeah. yeah. I'm out of Cougars. The this Cougar knows <laughs> what the hell I'm talking about. The tins were um, decorative, like they had different right. pictures and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. All right, you had me on that one. Uh, David said credit cards, massage chairs. said... Hello. <laughs> two? Massage, two massage chairs. Well, nice. I guess there's, you know, maybe the ones with the little thing on the back. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to do a little investigating <laughs> on this individual. <laughs> uh, Mary said telephones, fire extinguishers, alarms or alarm clocks. Good guesses. Yeah. Jeff said cars. Kim said late fees. Now, that's a good guess. If you're late for one, you might as well be late for another, right? Right. Uh, Jeff said bathroom plungers. There's probably a story there. Well, you usually <laughs> have one position at each toilet. Because <laughs> look, when you that. need one, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be like, honey, can you bring me the okay. plunger? You know that waddling down the hall with your pants <laughs> right. on your ankles to the next bathroom. I think one of the one of the greater <laughs> inventions of our lifetime is the uh, the plungers that come in the little case where you just you twist the plunger and it like opens up. Wow. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. No, Do I don't know. know. I, I don't know. Right. Now I've lost Cougar. You're on your own yeah. now. Yeah. All right, I, I'll, I'm going to go find that now. <laughs> I just have a standard old rubber one, you know, stick with a yeah. plunger thing on the end. You people uh, got to get with it. Chris said uh, TVs. Uh, phone charger said Dan. That's a great one. That is a the, good one. Again, you know, you, you always are looking for one where you can't find it and need it. Let's see what this plunger Oh, that's just a, yeah, I see yeah. what you're talking about. That's it's just the storage. Uh, it looks like yeah, a, it's a storage thing. It and looks it, like the Pac-Man yeah. upstairs where your plunger goes inside. Right, and you yeah. just you, the the the, the stick is you know the the handle sticking out of it. You see, just I got turn the cheap it. version without the cover on. You know, it just sits it just, inside this little. Right, bag. right, right. Yeah. This or, covers up the poo. <laughs> Keeps it it's contained. A poo, it's sure. a poo cover upper. <laughs> I mean, sure, you should probably rinse the plunger after you you're done with it, but you know, you just put it in this little poo container. <laughs> and I hope somebody else comes along and takes care of that for you. Uh, Kate said a, an air fryer. Uh, Greg said unused floss, sam- uh, floss sample mm. from the dentist. Right, the you know, the mini uh, one. Yeah. Right, that you get one use out of anyway. Uh, Cassandra said degrees. See, that wouldn't fall into our category except for maybe. Well. Yeah. Okay, Just me master. Well, we'll call you master something, <laughs> not master plumber, because you don't even clean the poo poo off the plunger. <laughs> but I put it in the poo container. Uh, Problem fellow, solved. Some fellow named Jordan said tattoos. Mm. I think that's one of those things. Once you get one, you're getting more than yeah. than one. And for most people, do you have any tattoos? I do. Uh, we don't. Are you going to have a follow up question? <laughs> And nope. I, I have more than two. <laughs> Do you have a follow-up question? <laughs> <laughs> nope, we're going to let everybody wonder just like we are right now. <laughs> we're going to play Guess Where Susan's get Tattoos the, Get are. the Barbie and she can point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
No, some things are better, better left to the imagination. Uh, our correct answer was a job or jobs, second jobs, two right. jobs. So one third of Americans have two jobs. I mean, we're in the uh, we're in the gig economy now, as they say, where yeah. mm-hmm. people have the 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 side hustle. You have your like your main job, and then you have like another job. Or people, I think most of us fall into this, where we have multiple, multiple jobs, jobs. We kind of well, they combine together, together to, and uh, yeah, hope for know, the best. But but that's more and more people. That's where where you're at now. Well, sometimes you don't feel like working for the man. Not going to work for the man, no. especially that man. That man? Mm-hmm. That man right there. Saggy pants. So uh, right. congratulations to, who got it right this morning? It was uh, Lisa, Lisa Gonzalez, winner of a uh, $25 gift card from Subway, courtesy of our friends at Firehouse Stores, OG sponsors. Nice. Of Mike and John. Got it going on. Congratulations. All right. All right um, is it time to call Colleen? You think she's she's up and... It's a little early, but... Uh, we're going to call anyway, because that's the way we are. <laughs> All right. You can fill time for me. Oh, shall I fill the time? Of course, we're calling uh, Colleen Gleason and uh, recently uh, included on the Brighton History uh, Women's Roll of Honor. And, um, uh, you know, uh, with uh, Colleen, as you mentioned before, we've had her on the show numerous times, an acclaimed author. Uh, She has many pen names. Uh, Currently, uh, Colleen Cambridge is the one that uh, is for her her latest book, and we're going to talk to her about that. Um, so I want I want to know why Colleen has so many pen names. Well, that's the way it works. That's wow. how that, you know. Hello. Hi guys. How hey, are you? There she good. is. How you doing, Colleen? I'm good. Good morning, you guys. So, well, we're before we get into uh, your new book, Colleen. How many pen names do you have? <laughs> well, I really only have two right now. I have written under a couple uh, in the past that are have been retired, and basically those books have been reissued under one of the two pen names I'm using now. So, really. Colleen Gleason and Colleen Cambridge are the two. Right, okay, and so. and Colleen Cambridge, uh, you know, that one has uh, most recently in the last couple of years, that's been the one that's been uh, most associated. I think that has become uh, you know very acclaimed, especially uh, with your with your latest book, um, mm-hmm. and um, which we we want to talk about, mastering the art of French murder. Which sounds Indeed. like a, a wonderful story. Um, uh, can, can, hold on, before we get to the book, can I ask when you decide to retire a name? <laughs> yeah. What 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 goes into that? You say, well, you know what, I'm tired of that name. I want to use another one. Or do you decide that that writer is done and just wants to go off on vacation and drink fancy drinks and sit by a pool somewhere? <laughs> hey, I do that anyway. I don't have to be retired for that. <laughs> okay. uh, so actually, no, it's really not usually my choice. It's usually the publisher's oh, really? choice. Oh. This series isn't doing well enough under the name Joss Ware, which is a, a series I wrote for Avon Books. Uh, came out like during 2010 to 2013, I think it was. The books just didn't do well enough, and so uh, you know they canceled the series. And so there's no reason to maintain that pen name. You know, I'm thinking an interesting side project for you is to write a story about the retired with, writers. With, right, make characters out of these re- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these retired names and Who what happened the to writer? them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe reunite that. Really <laughs> Forced <laughs> retirement. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a cocktail cookbook, you know. You uh, you know uh, right, right, right. of Joss Ware or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, so, first of all, congratulations for your induction into the Brighton uh, Women's History Roll of Honor. Yes. Uh, very Oh, my cool. gosh. Yeah, I just I was blown away when I got the, the notification on that. I, I just... 
I, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know what I, why, but I'm so ecstatic. I'm just so appreciative of the community and the support. It's, it's, I'm still pinching myself. And the, the other women who have been inducted into this honor roll, uh, I kind of look at them and I'm not, and I'm in awe of them. You know, people like Ann Richardson and Pat Shu and Kathy Carney, all these other women that I know who are incredible. And I'm just so honored to be, you know, in, part of that group it's it's really exciting i think the induction is on august 12th and so that will be kind of a big day at the brighton library i'm really looking forward to that yeah absolutely cool. and, and a well-deserved honor i mean for for so many years uh you know you've been sort of the i don't want to say hidden gem uh of 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 brighton but i think there's you know sometimes people are surprised to know like you know we've got a new york times best-selling author here uh <laughs> you know who has uh, consistently been putting out uh, just some great work uh, through the years in different genres. I mean, we've talked about this before when we've had you on the show, all the different genres yeah. that you've worked in. Um, and it seems yeah, like... You know, if, one doesn't, if one doesn't stick, you got to try another one. Right. Well, this current one, uh, sort of the historical fiction, I guess, yeah. has really been... Mystery. yeah. Yeah. Or what, what were you going to call it? Historical mystery. Yeah, historical, or, or if you want to get really technical, historical cozy mystery. Ah. Most historical mysteries are cozy by nature, but uh, yeah, that seems to be a niche that I've I've happily happily found myself in. It's one of my absolute favorite genres to read, and um, to be able to be working in that genre is just really wonderful. I'm so grateful. So, so let's talk a little about the story you have, Tabitha Knight, who's from Detroit and goes to to France. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and in post-World War II in Paris, and she meets up with Julia Childs. Indeed, yes. So, so Tabitha, you know, she was a Rosie the Riveter at the Willow Run Bomber plant. Um, so there's a real definite uh, connection to Southeast Michigan in this book, not only because of that, but because of Tabitha's background, having grown up in the Detroit area, actually helps her sort of put together the pieces of this mystery. If she hadn't been from Detroit, probably wouldn't have happened. So Tabitha was a Rosie the Riveter at Willow Run, and I chose that because I actually grew up very near Willow Run Airport, and my grandmother and my great aunt and my grandfather, who couldn't enlist because of a bad back, um, all worked at Willow Run. So that's a little bit of my personal history in the background of my main character, Tabitha. Well, Tabitha's half French. Her her mother um, and uh, her mother and father met during the First World War, and her mother was French, and they ended up moving to America with her grandmother. And Tabitha was raised in America, but she speaks French fluently. After her grandmother dies, she gets invited to go to Paris to live with her grandpere, her grand grandfather, and his friend Uncle Rafe. So they live in this beautiful mansion, and it's very clear that the separation between the grandparents was amicable. Nobody's upset. They just, you know, we're going to live different lives. And uh, so she's, she speaks French fluently. She fits in really well, and she meets this really cool other, uh, you know, expat who lives across the street whose name is Julia Child, and they end up getting to be friends. Tabitha starts helping Julia with her French. And she fixes a few little things around the house for, for Julia because she's kind of, she's always got a Swiss army knife with her. She likes to do stuff like that. It's like she's not she, <laughs> You know, a little bit. She read the Tom Swift books. And this is a shout out to all these, to all the people my age and older who know Tom Swift. Um, so they get to be friends. Julia's teaching her how to cook because Tabitha cannot cook. And her grandpa, grandpere and her uncle Rafe are, you know, desperate for some good food. So they come home from the market one day. And they go into Julia's building. She had a two two. She and her husband had a two floor flat in the building on um, 
Rue de la Université, which my French is horrible. I hear it properly in my head, but it doesn't come out right when I speak it. It sounded good on this end. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and all the, all the people who know French are wincing. I know. I understand. So please, I apologize. But they find a dead body in the cellar of Julia Child's building. Not only that, but Julia Child's chef's knife is bloodied and is lying next to the body. Dun, Spoiler dun, alert. Dun. Yeah. You got to clear <laughs> Julia's name. <laughs> Exactly. Julia Child did not murder anybody. Right, so. right. And you've taken, and, the, and oh, and I was just going to say, so, you know, you've got, you've taken the, the fictional thread, you've created this character, Tabitha Knight, and the backstory and, and, and rich and deep, you know, uh, details about her. And, and then you've paired it with Julia Childs, who, you know, you, that's where you take the, the, the historical piece, because, you know, Julia Childs really was in Paris post-World War II, and she's got her own interesting story about having worked for the uh, OSS, the precursor to the CIA uh, mm -hmm. during the war and then living in France afterwards. And, and so you've paired these things up, this fictional thread with the historical thread to create this uh, awesome story. Thanks, John. Susan and I were going to yeah. cover that part of the history, weren't we? <laughs> we were. Yeah, you, you, you had know. that. I'll be stepping on the line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it well, sounds you know, like a lot of fun uh, as far as the, uh, the setting and the, uh, the setup of this this particular story what was the inspiration well uh so let me back up and explain that um when i first started writing for kensington books i was writing a mystery series with um uh, abraham lincoln's aide adam quinn solving murder mysteries in washington dc right right at the beginning of the civil war we've talked about this on your show yeah absolutely it was a great book i i had a great time a writing series. That series but this is where one of those pen names got retired because I was writing that series under C.M. Gleason, and we did three books with Kensington, and they didn't do well enough. And so Kensington said, let's do something different. And so they, my editor said, what would you think about writing a murder mystery series with Agatha Christie's housekeeper being the amateur sleuth? And lo and behold, um, I did that. We changed my name to Colleen Cambridge. I wanted to be Cambridge because I would be near Christie on the shelf, and it sounded British. And so I wrote nice. two books in that series, and while I was in the middle of writing the second book, my editor called me one day and she said, Colleen, we were in an editorial meeting and we got this great idea for a murder mystery series. And everybody said, see if Colleen wants to do it, which was very flattering and humbling to know that my name came up for this project. And the project was a murder mystery series in Paris with Julia Child solving murders. So I said, oh. Okay, well, wouldn't we want it to be Julia Child's friend so I can develop the story and the character? No, no, no. We want Julia Child to actually be solving the mysteries. I said, okay. I wrote a proposal and turned it in. And my editor, everybody loved it. And they were just about to make me an offer to write the series when their lawyer said, uh, we can't, we can't do this. Can't have Julia Child be the main character. Uh, so they said, well, why don't you, can you rewrite it? and make it Julia Child's best friend. I was feeling a little deja vu at that point, mm -hmm. but I said, wow. and that's how Tabitha Knight was was uh, formed. So, But when my editor called me, she said, you know, I don't know how you feel about this, but Julia Child and Paris solving mysteries, and my brain was exploding because A, Paris, B, I'm a huge foodie, I love food, I love to cook, C, Julia Child is an amazing, amazing woman, such a pioneer, and uh, I was like, all the pieces fell into place. Yeah. Uh, now you do extensive research, of course, for these characters and these stories. Did uh, mm -hmm. did that involve a trip to say Paris? Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like a hey editors uh, nail that part down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I go to wish, France well, for a month. 
<laughs> I mean, if only, you know, that that could bring one of my retired pen names with me, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it was this was during COVID, ah. first of all, and uh, and it was just kind of it was I think it was like 2021, so it was still around. And also, I had been to Paris twice before, not not for this reason, but for other books that I had been working on. So I didn't actually go, uh, but I did do a ton of research on what Julia Child's life was like what it was like living in Paris right after the, you know, right after the liberation, because the, the city was still wounded, hugely wounded. This is, this takes place December, 1949. The first book does, and they had just finished. Um, all the rationing had just ended. The last thing to be no longer rationed was coffee. And they had just ended the rationing of coffee in December of 1949. The, the lights that Paris is familiar with or, and known for had just been turned back on on Easter Sunday that previous April. So the city was reawakening. And it's a really interesting time to be setting a series there uh, because it, it, she's coming back into her own. There's a ton of American expats there that are living there, that are vacationing there. And the U.S. is pouring money into Europe and Paris and France because of the Marshall Plan. And they're trying to help Europe rebuild but they want them to become familiar with American culture. So there's some clashes there. Nobody wants Coca-Cola to come to Paris because they're afraid it's going to overtake the beauty of their national drink, which is wine. It's a very interesting time. So it's a wonderful time uh, time period to set this series in, and I'm just having a blast with all parts of it. Well, and I think, you know, uh, what you do so well is, again, weaving the fictional and the historical, and, you know, uh, so people that have, and I'm, I'm a history fan myself, and um, mostly a nonfiction reader, but... You know, uh, that's why I love these books, the stories that you write where you weave in the historical uh, and do it so well. I mean, and you set the scene and some of the background things like you just mentioned, like the Marshall Plan is not something that is generally, you know, uh, I mean, if you're a deep history fan, you know what that is. Uh, but to bring that into the story itself as a background piece, uh, you know, I, I think it's really it, it really sort of, you know, uh, sort of exemplifies how you can you, you really give it that rich, deep historical background uh, that makes the story all that much more interesting to, to folks. Thank you. I thank you for saying that. I, I that's one of the joys of doing historical mystery. For me, there's two or three different things that I really like about doing historical mystery. One is that that ability to take the history and plop really interesting things into the story. And side note, that's one of the reasons I prefer my main character to be not a famous person. So I can do whatever I want to with that character. Whereas we all know the story of Abraham Lincoln and Julia Child and Agatha Christie. I want the reader to be able to go on this this other, you know, story and learn about a new character. The other thing I love about historical mystery is they don't have CSI. They don't have, you know, the forensics capability that we do today. So I have to develop clues and um, help the detective, whether they're the amateur detective or the professional, follow clues that make sense for that time period. Things that we take for granted now, things like fingerprints and, you know, blood testing, they didn't have as much of the capability back then. They didn't have computers. They couldn't run a fingerprint through a computer and see who it belonged to. So all of that makes it even more fun for me to structure a mystery and, and plant clues and lead the reader and the detective through that process yeah. of solving now, When you do these peri period pieces here, they didn't have the computers, as you said, so did you type on a typewriter or handwritten? <laughs> yeah, we've got, this, we've got this picture of you at a typewriter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh my God, what a foreign feeling. <laughs> <laughs> 
I couldn't type. I mean, I was typing for the, there's a video of me typing. And it's nonsense because my fingers are not strong enough to push those. <laughs> yeah, oh your fingers had to be in shape for that kind of stuff, especially a long novel. <laughs> I know, finger callus. And boy, if you make one mistake, you got to type that whole page all over again. Ah, <laughs> no there's correct no type. correct on a yeah. typewriter. Right, right. Um, so you've got an event coming up uh, about this book yeah. uh, at Brewery Becker on April 25th. Yeah. So this is an actually an amazing collaborative event with several businesses from downtown Brighton. Um, the event is being sponsored and organized by Two Dan Alliance Bookshop, which is the best, most amazing indie bookstore. I, I really hope people go in there and support this bookstore. They have done so much to build a community. Um, so they're sponsoring this event, and and we have uh, Chef Steve, who was formerly of. The Wooden Spoon, now at El Arbol, he is creating, I think, five or six different French <clears throat> hors d'oeuvres to be passed during nice. the event. We've got um, the Culture Beer and Cheese. They're doing a wine tasting and a cheese tasting. I will be serving my signature champagne drink that I created for this book. It's called the French Murder 75. It's a takeoff on the French 75. And we've got Wallflower Mercantile, who will be uh, providing some fantastic door prizes. Wow. So the great, oh, and also we're doing custom wine charms for the first 50 people who buy tickets. And we are almost to that 50 point for those tickets. And we are also cutting off the ticket sales uh, at 75. All right. So people so got to get on it. Please get going because really we are almost to the 50 and then we've only got another 25 to go and then we're at capacity. Yeah, so I, I have no doubt that by the 25th you'll be at capacity. So yeah. people should get on that now. And again, that's Tuesday, April 25th at Brewery Becker. Uh, and as you mentioned, you know, s sponsored by Two Dandelions Bookshop <laughs> and, and, uh, and these other great businesses downtown. Yeah. Um, uh, and people uh, can get information on that probably on the Two they Dandelions Bookshop. Website? They can go to Two Day Alliance yeah. Bookshop website. They can go to ColleenCambridge.com or ColleenGleason.com. And, um, and, you know, just look for the events information. All the links and everything are there. I'm doing a whole book tour for this book. So there's a bunch of other events. But the kickoff is at Two Day Alliance on April 25th. Well, it's at Brewery Becker, April 25th, 6.30 p.m. Yeah. It sounds great. i got to ask you, is there going to be a sequel or another uh, following? Yes. Of, of, yeah. uh, You're working on it now, I'm, I'm assuming? Right now. Yes, it's almost done. Wow. Tabitha's um, busy. All about. Oh, she is. She's very busy. Not great in the kitchen, but she's very busy. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. It's all about wine. Ah, okay. All about wine. Right. It is really the national drink of the French. If we didn't know that already, if I didn't know that already, I really know it now. It's amazing. And the things that they did with the wine during the occupation, fascinating. How they tried to hide it from the Germans. Oh, it's it's going to be a fun book. I think people are really going to enjoy it. All right. It. Uh, look forward to it. Wow, that sounds it sounds really cool. You can so. tell by your enthusiasm this is a lot of fun for you. So, And, and, and it translates, well, I'm sure, on paper, it, too. It involves wine. <laughs> how, how could you not be enthusiastic? I, yeah. I mean, wine, Paris, you know, food, right? Right. You, <laughs> you had me at food. There you go. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Colleen Gleason, uh, as always, we just love having you on the show and hearing about uh, Thank you. Uh, Thank your you. latest works and uh, look forward to this. Oh, you should mention that this book is under Colleen Cambridge, even though you... Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. People are looking for it, right? Yeah. Colleen Gleason Sorry. is going into the Brighton History uh, Women's Roll of Honor. Colleen Cambridge right. is the one who... Uh, drinks the wine who and drinks uh, <laughs> solves the cases with Julia right. Child. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, of course. So, yes. Uh, uh, Colleen Cambridge. Uh, uh, mystery. Cozy mystery. Historical mystery. Mastering the art of French murder. So, uh, mm -hmm. very cool. Uh, April 25th at Brewery Becker, and people can find information online about that.
Conway, yes, thanks for joining nice. us. Thanks for you guys. It's always been fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, we, uh, we, of course, are brought to you by Jordan Genso, official Giggle Realtor, in each and every week. Actually, every day during the show, we we get a little Jorbit. Do we have an update on Jorbits? Um, let me Genso, let me check here. I got community realtor. Go back and make sure using his years of experience. Yes, I have. I have a Jorbit. You want me to read that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I can't read your mind and translate. <laughs> well, I could read your mind. But Can you read my you mind now? <laughs> Hold on. Can you read it now? <laughs> Well, that was quick. Uh, That's what she said. Let's get the Jorbit now, shall we? Uh, Jordan has continued his realtor education beyond just the licensing requirement to earn several professional certifications. That's what we've been talking about these last few Jorbits. This includes the realtor endorsement known as the C2EX. Not the C2EX. The C2EX. Uh, You've all heard of the C2EX. I've heard of it. That's the Commitment to Excellence. Ah, A comprehensive program that Jordan uses to maintain continual proficiency in 10 aspects of the realtor profession, including client service, fair housing, real estate law, and the code of ethics. So that's your Jorbit for today. So contact Jordan today, whether you're buying or selling. Jordan's number, uh, 248-444. Nine seven seven seven. That's two four eight four 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 nine seven seven seven. You know what's next for realtors? I'm just giving Jordan a, okay. an idea here because I'm up. an idea man. <laughs> now you have Uber Eats, right? Uber Home, <laughs> Uber Home to take you to your new home. There'll be a special driver. They'll pull up a little Uber Mobile that says George N, and he'll pick you up and. Take you to that house that you want to buy or sell. So are they taking you from what, like the realtor's office where you sign the papers? No, this is like when you're searching for a home. Oh, I see. Oh, so, okay. Because normally, right, normally you like... They're not going to bring the home to you because the car's not big enough, John. That's that's probably too much. But normally, like when you're searching for a house, you know, you'll say, oh, you meet the realtor there. They give you the different addresses and you meet them there. But instead, you're going to have... Yeah, special driver. Uber home that'll just drive them around. To the home you want yeah. to buy. So you're going to add this to one of your jobs now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Call me, Jordan. <laughs> okay. All right, that's today's Jorbit. Uh, Susan with her, her latest review, and she tugged on her hair, and I don't know if she got extensions, a dye job, or what. What's today's? All right, so I am going to review a an amazing salon downtown Brighton. Love your look. Um, well, thank you. You too. That's nice. (laughs) Uh, It is owned by a very close friend of mine, uh, Deborah. But she does an amazing job. She specializes in um, highlights and coloring, but she does um, children, men, women of all ages. She's a full hair service salon. Um, It is a one chair salon, so when you go, you do get more of a personalized um, experience. but I, bringing up menopause once again, you know I'm going through that, right? <laughs> did you know that? Yeah, I what? think we did. No. I think we have a bevy of products back <laughs> up here on the shelf. <laughs> anyway. Is it, is it like a heat-controlled chair or, yeah. or no. what? <laughs> so I've been doing this thing where I've been go, like growing out my natural gray. You okay. too? Yeah. So it's been a very long time since I've let her touch my hair. Anyway, I went Saturday afternoon and had her blend my 
new growth with my old highlighted. By the way, your hair looks hair. wonderful. Yes, Thank you. I, I got it first. I got yeah, it in there first. Nice job. <laughs> And I have to say, I am so, so excited that I went there. I, yeah. I was very nervous because I didn't want to lose the growth that I had and the progress that I made and, like, start back. But she didn't touch the growth. She just blended, and it's amazing. She's a blender, is mm. what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Well, a master yeah. blender. Yes. So you yes. master there. Oh, thank you. Talking. Very good. Very good. So, nice. wow. Absolutely. Well highly recommend. Um, again, she does men's um, children's. So could she blend mine? She could. Yes. To, to what? what? <laughs> <laughs> mine might be a challenge. Right. That's right. Gray's well, in. You are a challenge. Gray's in, <laughs> man. <laughs> And what was the name of the salon again? Love Your Look, and it's L-O-V-E-U-R-L-O-O-K.com. Very user-friendly website. Um, If you want to just utilize the phone, contact me on Facebook, and I'll give you her contact information. But it's right downtown Brighton. It'd be a great way for you to support local and small businesses. You can get your hair done, get pampered, um, go have a beer, go have a burger, go to... um, Cooper and Bingley Jewelers when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just thought Buff I'd throw City, that in there. So <laughs> any of those locations downtown. Can you have the to do. beer and the burger while you're in the chair? Yeah. <laughs> you, she probably would let you, yeah. yes. Okay. Yes. But <laughs> if you... Don't <laughs> get the hair on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe not. I yeah. guess not. <laughs> yeah. No, she does amazing, amazing work and a great way to spend the evening or afternoon. And if you mention... When you do book that you saw it on this podcast, she will give you fifteen percent off of your one of your services that you book. Oh, it's called the so Cougar Cut. Try it out, <laughs> and oh, and the parking on um, Saturday it wasn't any worse than any, any other yeah. Saturday. So please do not let the construction deter you from enjoying that downtown experience. All right, love your look in downtown Brighton. Yes. And as always on Mondays, we have our Match Monday Child of the Day with uh, Orchard's Children's Services. All right. And today we are talking about Mallory, uh, friendly and talkative, enjoys learning about others and sharing about herself. Mallory dreams of traveling, especially anywhere warm. You can often find her spending time outside swimming, playing on swing sets and shooting hoops. She also enjoys crafts and playing games. Mallory is very energetic and passionate about life. And uh, finds beauty in everything. So Mallory, one of the uh, youth at uh, Children's Orchards Children's Services, of course, uh, who they uh, try to help find forever homes. And, uh, you know, as we've talked about before, of course, uh, when people think about, uh, you know, fostering or adopting, um, they tend to, to want, you know, the younger kids, you know, infants to, to young children. And so the preteens and the teens are uh, often disproportionately uh, overlooked. Shelf, yeah. yeah. And so that's why we want to highlight them. And, and, you know, these kids need forever homes, too, and uh, some great kids like Mallory. Uh, and, of course, if you think that uh, you've got uh, space in your home and your heart, uh, you can go uh, to orchards.org. Um, and find more information there and how you can help out. And if you want to find out more about Mallory as well, orchards.org. All right, today, March 20th, our two-cent history lesson. Uh, for today, it is, um, it's the Great American Meat Out, meaning you're not supposed to eat meat today. Mm. Which, if you're Catholic during Lent, Did didn't you cover that on Friday? Yeah. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> it's International... Astrolo- astrology Day. I was going to say astrological, but it's Astrology Day. Yeah, don't mix those two up. No, you don't want to miss, no, no, no. mismatch that. 
Uh, Susan, what's your sign? I'm Pisces. <laughs> Pisces. Pisces, I'm a fish. Yeah. I'm a Leo. <laughs> Never Leo the that. lion. Scorpio, I'm a crab, as my mom said. <laughs> See, we should switch. I'm really <laughs> the crab. <laughs> it's kiss your fiancé day or proposal day. Oh. You know, a good place to stop if you're going to propose is Cooper and Binkley Jewelers in downtown Brighton. Uh, National Ravioli Day. Hmm. I like ravioli. Real ravioli. None of this yeah. canned no, stuff. Oh, no. None of this Wait, Chef Boyardee. That is real ravioli. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's also extraterrestrial abductions day. Oh, wow. Watch out for the aliens. Yeah. Oh, you know what they, they, they do. They hover above you. <laughs> Now, was I the only kid in school who looked forward to Ravioli Day on Hot Lunch? <laughs> ravioli Day. <laughs> it's in a big pan. Lady lunch lady. No, I know you're going to find this hard to believe. There wasn't much I didn't look Ravioli. forward to. Lunch. <laughs> oh, country fried steak. Yay. <laughs> what exactly is country fried steak? It's like old, really sure. old meat that they just bread and fry. And yeah, who knows yeah. what it is? It's yeah. raccoon. We don't know. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> I believe uh, spring begins uh, just after 5 o'clock this afternoon, too. Oh, Is it today? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, first full day will be tomorrow, but right, it begins right. today. All right. Uh, on this day in 1885, John Matt Ziegler patented a shoelace, a shoelacing machine. Shoelacing machine. Like it would lace a shoe for you? Uh, or? I think it might be uh, making shoelaces. I'm not sure. Or is it like the uh, Back to the Future? You just put your feet you put in your shoes and it ties your shoes for you. <laughs> the first known intercollegiate basketball game was held on this day in 1897 with Yale beating Penn 32-10. to 10. Oh, That's quite an offensive uh, juggernaut that was going on there. <laughs> 1897. It was March Madness, uh, the beginning well, of it all. It was a defensive battle yeah, is it what it was. Yeah, they're yeah. blocking a lot of shots. <laughs> Denied! <laughs> Sorry. 1954, the first newspaper vending machine was introduced. Oh, wow. Remember, Remember those? Put the money in. Remember newspapers? Take two. <laughs> How many times did it take two when you weren't supposed to? Never. I'm not no. sure if the one on Byron Road has any, you know, it's sitting in front of that You house. still see them, but very, well, very rare. I don't think there's anything in yeah, it. Yeah, right. Maybe they're sold out by the time I leave. The only one I, I know of around here that I think, <laughs> and it's been a while, is there was one in front of the um, Leo's Coney Island Yeah. Uh, the last time I was there, which is a while ago, but it was still, and I was like, boy, they still have a, an actual functioning paper machine. That was interesting. No, I said the return. You know, you know. Change button. <laughs> see if you can get anything in this newspaper. And you know, no, those boxes now, you'll find a lot of them refurbished online. People use them for all kinds of things like... Um, they they make like storage cabinets out of them, or you we know. We should get one for the podcast, John. Okay. Yeah, because you don't have enough crap back there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to set the stage. Uh, John Lennon on this day in 1969 married Yoko Ono. Cue the ballad of John and Yoko. <laughs> it was on this day in 1991. Connor Clapton, four-year-old son mm. of guitarist Eric Clapton. Died when he fell out of a window. It inspired the song. The, the tragedy inspired the song Tears in Heaven. The British government in 1996 announced the discovery of mad cow disease. Didn't Oprah do a whole show on that back so. in the day? I think so, yeah, yeah. And she got in trouble with the uh, 
Wasn't yeah, the, the like, beef producers? Yeah, the guys in Texas. They, yeah. the guys she was like, I wouldn't eat beef, you know, there. don't eat beef or whatever. And then the next thing you know, yeah, a bunch of guys in twenty gallon. Yeah, I think they sued her if I don't know. if I remember correctly. And there was I a whole so, yeah, yeah 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 it was a big thing. Yeah. All because these cows got mad, <laughs> pissed off cows. These are tempers. And it was on this day in 2003, a U.S.-led coalition launched a grand in, uh, ground invasion of Iraq after the ultimatum for Saddam Hussein and his sons to leave yeah. expired. So 20 years ago today. Yeah. And that worked out so And the world's at peace now. Well. So we got yeah. that. Well, and everything worked out. And uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, <clears throat> that is your wow, 20 years ago. history lesson. All right. Today. I think we learned a lot. We did learn. We did. A we lot. always learn a lot. Yeah. Like a child solves murders. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Learn about the Marshall Plan. Why was it called Marshall Plan? <laughs> that was named George C. Marshall, who was the Secretary of State at the time. Who he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up tomorrow, Uncle Jeff joins us. Yes. For throwback trivia. Indeed. Well, every two-cent history lesson, another uh, trivia question coming up. And congratulations once again to our winner last night, Lisa Gonzalez, in our uh, uh, Sunday night trivia. Right, $25 gift card to uh, Subway, of course, courtesy of Firehouse Doors, our OG sponsor. Also want to thank our other sponsor, Murphy's Family Auto. They have everything you need for your vehicle maintenance repair needs. John, if my headlight is out, can they replace the bulb? They sure can. I'll probably have to stop by there soon. They said, hey, Mike's got a dim bulb. Bring him in here. <laughs> they looked at me and said, "We can't fix him." Well, but his car, yeah. sure. Look, there's limits to what we can do. <laughs> no, anything vehicle-related, of course. Murphy's Family Auto is the place to go. Give them a call: five one seven five five two thirty forty, or online murphysfamilyauto.com. And uh, of course, uh, if you uh, go in there and tell them Mike and John sent you, you'll save five percent. They're open Saturdays, eight to one. All right. All right. So, Susan, thank you again. Another wonderful Monday having you here on the show. Absolutely. Don't forget, Love Your Look Salon, 15% off if you mention the podcast of one of the services you book. So, what's your try cut? it out. What's your cut on that 15%? She got a half off on her On her blending? On the blending. Okay. <laughs> The blending is amazing service. All right. Uh, all right. So, yeah, we'll be back Tuesday and uh, with uh, JD and uh, Tossback Trivia. So have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Mike and John got it going on. You've been giggling with Mike and John. Tune in next time.